Chapter Twenty of Arizona Nights by Stephen Edward White. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The accomplishment. The next morning, Buck Johnson took a trip down into the pasture of five hundred wire fenced acres. He means business. He confided to Jed Parker on his return. That caballo of his is a heap sight better than the shorty horse we let him take. Jed, you found your man with nerve, all right. How did you do it? The two settled down to wait, if not with confidence at least with interest. Sometimes remembering the desperate character of the outlaws, their fierce distrust of any intruder, the wildness of the country, Buck Johnson and his foreman inclined to the belief that the stranger had undertaken a task beyond the powers of any one man. Again, remembering the stranger's cool gray eye, the poise of his demeanor, the quickness of his movements, and the two guns with tied holsters to permit of easy withdrawal, they were almost persuaded that he might win. He's one of those long-chance fellows, surmised Jed. He likes excitement. I see that by the way he takes up with my knife play. He'd rather leave his hide on the fence than stay in the corral. Well, he's all right, replied Senior Buck Johnson. And if he ever gets back, which same I'm doubtful of, his dinero'll be here for him. In pursuance of this, he rode into Willits, where shortly the overland train brought him from Tucson to five thousand dollars in double eagles. In the meantime, the regular life of the ranch went on. Each morning, saying the Chinese cook rang the great bell, summoning the men. They ate, and then caught up the saddle horses for the day, turning those not wanted from the corral into the pasture. Surely they jingled away in different directions, two by two, on the slow Spanish trot of the cowpuncher. All day long thus they would ride, without food or water from man or beast, looking the range, identifying the stock, branding the young calves, examining generally into the state of affairs, gazing always with grave eyes in the magnificent, flaming, changing, beautiful, dreadful desert of the Arizona plains. At evening, when the colored atmosphere, catching the last glow, threw across the Chiricahuas its veil of mystery, they jingled in again, two by two, untired, unhastened, the glory of the desert in their deep-set, steady eyes. And all the day long, while they were absent, the cattle, too, made their pilgrimage, straggling in singly, in pairs, in bunches, in long files, leisurely, ruminantly, without haste. There at the long troughs, filled by the windmill of the blindfolded pump-mule, they drank, then followed away again into the mist of the desert, and Senor Bug Johnson, or his foreman Parker, examined them for their condition, noting the increase, remarking the strays from another range. Later, perhaps they too rode abroad. The same thing happened at nine other ranches from five to ten miles apart, where dwelt other fierce, silent men, all under the authority of Bug Johnson. And when night fell, and the topaz and violet and saffron and amethyst and mauve and lilac had faded suddenly from the Chiricahuas, like a veil that has been rent, and the ramparts had become slate-gray, and then black, the soft breath night wandered here and there over the desert, and the land fell under an enchantment, even stranger than the days. So the days went by, wonderful, fashioning the ways and the characters of men. Seven passed. Buck Johnson and his foreman began to look for the stranger. Eight, they began to speculate. Nine, they doubted. On the tenth, they gave him up. And he came. They knew him first by the soft lowing of cattle. Jed Parker, dazzled by the lamp, peered out from the door, and made him out dimly turning the animals into the corral. A moment later his pony's hoofs impacted softly on the baked earth. He dropped from the saddle and entered the room. "'I'm late,' said he briefly, glancing at the clock, which indicated ten. "'But I'm here.' His manner was quick and sharp, almost breathless, as though he had been running. "'Your cattle are in the corral, all of them. Have you the money? 
I have the money here, replied Buck Johnson, laying his hand against a drawer, and it's ready for you when you've earned it. I don't care so much for the cattle. What I wanted is the man who stole them. Did you bring him? Yes, I brought him, said the stranger. Let's see that money. Buck Johnson threw open the drawer and drew from it the heavy canvas sack. It's here. Now bring in your prisoner. The two-gun man seemed suddenly to loom large in the doorway. The muzzles of his revolvers covered the two before him. His speech came short and sharp. I told you I'd bring back the cows and the one who rustled them, he snapped. I've never lied to a man yet. Your stock is in the corral. I'll trouble you for that five thousand. I'm the man who stole your cattle. This is the end of chapter 20.